Welcome inside the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan with the whole crew, Brandon Piller and Chris Parliament. We're doing things a little bit differently today. It's the all-time Senators draft. All three of us have drafted our teams down to the sixth defenseman and backup goalie. We even have a press box boy for morale, for planning parties, for just being a good guy you want to have around the boys. All that and more. This is the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. Today is Tuesday, April 21st. And as I mentioned off the top, we are doing things very differently today. We will mention the big news right off the bat and then get into our draft. The major news, and I feel like Parley, Pilsy, we've done four of these since we started the podcast, not even four years ago, but the newest president of business operations for your Ottawa Senators is Anthony LeBlanc. Pilsy, I'll come to you first. By all accounts, seems like a good hire. Yeah, where have we heard that before, eh? (laughs) I mean, I don't want to um, ruin the guy's job before he even started, but Anthony LeBlanc, it seems like a lot of good things being said about him. Uh, He's got a good resume. Uh, He's the right guy for the job, which are all of the exact same things we heard about every other CEO or uh, person in upper management that's been hired, and they didn't last too long. So I don't want to, uh, yeah, get too negative about it. I'll say I'm cautiously optimistic, though, because this does seem to make a lot of sense. A guy who worked with a struggling, struggling Coyotes team uh, through some of their worst years and uh, did a good job there from what it seems like. And I think the key to this, too, is uh, he's really connected with the NHL, right? You're going to have a guy who, uh, when he gets in the room, uh, people respect him. People know him. He understands how uh, these things work. So I think this is going to be better than most times. But the key to all this is, and Brian Murray said it best, you got to manage up. How well can he manage up? to owner Eugene Melnick because it seems like that's where the final straw is always made. And uh, he's he's got quite the job on his hands. So we'll see how he does, but cautiously optimistic. He's replacing, of course, Jim Little, who was fired less than two months onto the job. Back to LeBlanc, he served as the president, chief executive officer, and alternate governor of the Arizona Coyotes from 2013 to 2017. Before that, he was with the vice president of global sales for BlackBerry. But you might wonder, 2017, what's he been doing? Well, most recently, he's been one of the founding partners of Schooner Sports and Entertainment. And that's the group that's trying to bring the CFL to Halifax. So he left that group for this opportunity. Don't really need to dig into all that. But Parley, how do you feel about the new addition to the Sens front office? Well, this has kind of been a time of uh, darkness, you know, for everybody around. But you got to remember that the light was getting pretty, uh, pretty big at the end of the tunnel for the Senators as all this kind of started to come on. Obviously, not at the NHL level, but at the AHL level, they were experiencing a lot of success, kind of uh, unparalleled success, if you want to throw the words of some leaders in that office that LeBlanc will be joining. But uh, yeah, I think this is a guy, Pilsy said it well, people know his name. So when he comes in there, it's kind of a fresh face at a fresh time for the Senators organization, a move that obviously needed to be done to fill a, a vacancy. So yeah, hopefully this one works out better than the past. And you said vacancy. Well, there will be a vacant seat 
at the CTC, at least used to, as Anthony LeBlanc was a former Sens season ticket holder uh, once upon a time. Hop on yeah. those tickets now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, get get right on it before the rest are all sold out. But And it's important that he's a local guy because it's going to be nice to have him uh, put some passion in it. He, he, he'll have a better reading of the heartbeat of the Sens fans. And guys, really for a new uh, CEO or anyone um, in upper management coming to this team, this is the right time to get into this because the the harsh rebuilds of trying to finish last place and get those draft picks, that's over. And I mean, that's me saying it. Who knows how this could go? But as far as the plan uh, is going forward, that those days are done after this monster of a draft where Pierre Dorian's pr- going to pick pretty much every other pick in the first and second round. So he's coming into a time where... It should be nothing but positivity and growth, and he just has to embrace that and find a way to get the rest of the community involved. Well said, Pilsy. We'll leave it at that. Welcome to the Senators organization, Anthony LeBlanc. Now, what we've done today, as I mentioned, very different. We're going to, well, we already drafted our teams right before we went on air. Didn't think that that would be too entertaining, but here's how we're going to do it. Of course, once a player was drafted, you can't be picked twice. What we have is what they were as a senator. So Marion Gabrick was not picked in this exercise, nor was Peter Bondra. We want them in their sends prime. But what about a guy like Andrew Hammond? One unbelievable run. Well, you can take that into consideration, but you want to have it as more of a consistent thread. You're taking this team into battle. Do you trust that Hamburglar is going to stand on his head? There are some guys on both of our teams who didn't play very many games for the Ottawa Senators. Um, I know in between the crease, especially, or in between the pipes. But what we're going to do is go uh, line by line. So we're going to start with our first line. Uh, We'll each read them off, and then we'll kind of debate what we think uh, of each other's. And then at the end, you can go to on Twitter, at Send Central, and you can vote or let us know who has the best team. I wish we could do a simulation. That'd be fun, eh, boys? But uh, we'll start with um, uh, Pilsy because you had the first pick in the draft. Yeah, and uh, basically, I mean, this is Ross's uh, idea, and this is something we're just trying to tap into some nostalgia, trying to get uh, Sens fans remembering the good times. And uh, it's fun It's fun getting into the bottom six because uh, then you have a lot of laughs of uh, guys you kind of forgot about who uh, played really good roles in bottom six roles. So... Without further ado, first overall pick, you know him, you'll love him, Daniel Alfredson. Yeah, that's good. So first overall pick, I guess we'll do our first round. We'll each do the first three picks, but I think we should do it line by line. Yeah, I yeah. agree, yeah. So uh, I went second overall, and it was a snake draft, so Ross went third, so he had the third and fourth selection and so on and so forth. I'm sure a lot of Senators fans and uh, hockey fans, I guess, are – familiar with that format but uh, like for my second draft? yeah the snake draft uh, uh my don't get lost my, yeah. my second overall pick eric carlson not much needs to be said no nor for me danny heatley leader in goals per game points per game just a guy you want to have with his stick in the rafters waiting to clap the one-timer in he was a machine scoring so um, since I ended there with Heatley, I'll just finish off my first line with Matthew Shane down the middle and Marion Hosa, who I actually took fourth overall. So Hosa, Heatley, Duchesne, that would be pretty lethal, you got to admit. Yeah, that uh, that line's putting the puck in the net big time. 
Parley's is is more of like a, a speed, but then you got the anchor on the left wing. Yeah, so I uh, I asked if I was able to make a little bit of a change. It wasn't a straight depth chart for me. I'm moving Radic Bonk to the left wing. He's going to be playing beside the Spez dispenser, Jason Spezza. And then on the right side, went a little out of the box on this one as well, but you know him, you love him, the Duke, Anthony Duclair. You know, you got a guy in the middle who's kind of working that cycle game, then Anthony Duclair who's buzzing through the zone. Uh, I think that... Uh, just having a disher and a guy that we know can put the puck away like Anthony Duclair. And then, of course, Radic Bonk's career resume speaks for itself. So that was my top line. Well, it's just funny because you have two guys in your second line you took before the two guys on your on your top line. So I think I think people will be a little uh, impressed, more impressed with the depth on your team. Whereas for Pilsy and I, especially me, I have the best top line, no doubt. And I don't know how you guys can argue that. Um, having the goal scoring of Danny Heatley, the power game and playmaking ability of Marion Hosen. Don't forget, Matthew Shane is the sense, yeah. all, like one of the all time leaders in, in points per game, assists per game, and goals per game. He's top five in all categories. He was a complete stud for the 100 plus games he was here. Wasn't here long enough, but um, yeah, I like, I, like, I like the way my top line will contribute. But you've got some leadership on yours too. Uh, Pillsy, and you're going to need it because you're left winger there. He can get out of his tree sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, geez, the centerman too. I mean, my top line, we're going Hoffman, Yashin, and uh, Alfredson. So I didn't, I really, it. I had to look away while I typed Yashin because I didn't want to have to do that. But that's just too much talent to leave, uh, leave there. And then Hoffman, I don't know, there's not many more guys in the league where when the puck is on his stick and he set his sights on the net, there's a good chance if he's got the space that that's going in. So Hoffman, so lethal. Uh, that's why I wanted him on the top line uh, with the Ashen and Alfie. Have you thought about the fact that Alfie took the C from Yashin? Yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot of awkwardness that may go on in that top line, but I'm expecting the boys to be pros, uh, put that behind them, and just play for the Ottawa Centers and put pucks in the net. All right, Those well, who runs a tight ship? Yeah, who's who's going to be learning from them there on your second line? Second line, we got Milan McCulloch, Zabanajad, and you guys are not happy with this one, but Kovalev. That's I loved. Week. I loved Kovalev, even though he was lazy and uh, definitely passed his prime when he got to the Senators. When he when he wanted to show up, he he was silky smooth. And I mean, he got traded for a seventh round pick that ended up being Dzingle, so at least uh, got some return uh, after that. All right. I was surprised Dzingle didn't get drafted. By the way, yeah, that was. A I little thought bit. about it. Short sample size. I know that's something that comes up later on, but for different reasons. Pilsy, I got to tell you, with having Kovalev on your second line, that line's playing like eight minutes a night for me. 100%. Second line on my squad's playing 28 top yeah. or maybe more. That I might got, be your first line. I got Mike Fisher playing between Brady Kachuk and Mark Stone. Find a hole in that line at Daria. I mean, uh, if they're springing Fisher for breakaways after either winger makes a nice defensive play, you know he's putting it eight feet above the crossbar, not under it. He was no, known for missing the net. He could have had 500 goals if he knew how to hit the net. For me, my second line, they're going to work it with speed down the left wall because Marty Havlat's got wheels and speed to burn. Happy belated, by the way. We tweeted out from Sense Central. It was his 
39th birthday a couple days ago. We got Kyle Turris down the middle and Peter Schaefer, the wildest curve in Sens history. Oh, yeah. So ridiculous. He also wore his helmet down so the front of it was right at his eyebrows. It was all the way up at the back. And he had that skunk um, line ta- um, bleached in. It was like one white patch down the back of his black hair. Style for days. And- What's his social there, Ross? Jeez. <laughs> well, it's just a quick Google search. He's also scored one of the best goals in uh, in Sens history. I forget. Was that against Dallas, Pilsy? I know we were both looking it up the other day. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember which game that was. But Schaefer, uh, that was a sneaky pick you took from me, too. I wanted that one. Yeah, it was in 2005 in Dallas. If you haven't seen it, go uh, YouTube that clip. Peter Schaefer goal against Dallas. He, he taps it over the goalie who's who's uh, like flying out of his net and then double taps it so that it doesn't go wide and, and it, find it finds its way into the net. So pretty unreal there. I, I'm confident in my second line, but I, I understand that maybe lacking a little more on, on talent because I think both of you guys spread it out where – Whereas I just put my top three picks on the top line. I like to load it up. Well, and you, uh, we're just doing the forwards now. You made a lot of good choices on D because uh, as I realized quickly, the Sens uh, D on the right side is very, very thin. So you you built your team from the back end. Well, we're still on our second lines here, boys. I just want to defend myself a little bit against what Ross just did and what he did was slandering. Um, I don't know if you know that term, but that means... um, you know, he, he maybe threw a little bit of shade on me that uh, he didn't think I'd fact check, but here we go. The average shooting percentage for an NHL player is 9.11%. In his 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 years with the Ottawa Senators, he shot, Mike Fisher shot better than that 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 times, Ross. No seven way. times he was better than the average shooter. Thank you very much. He'll score on a breakaway. That, that's because shots that miss the net don't don't register. Doesn't matter when he's hitting the net; it's going in. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't hit the net so much. I don't know. See, I could poke holes in that one as well. He'll poke them back, bud. There's a little bit of toughness there too. You got to remember. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. Mike Fisher is not backing down. That's for sure. All right, Pilsy. You might as well head on with your third line there. All right, third line. Uh, I was surprised he slid down so far, but. Sean McEachran as my left winger. Pajot, who I would say is the ideal third-line center. And then Patrick Eves on the right side. I loved Eves' game when uh, when he was with the Sens. And did he did he have the that long beard with the Sens, or that wasn't yet? No, he was baby-faced. Yeah, he was still a baby-faced uh, back then. But uh, yeah, Eves, love him. I really like that Patty Eves um, pick as well. Didn't he get hot one year in Dallas and put up like 30? Yeah. Yeah, after he left. Yeah. yeah, even uh, his later years in uh, Dallas and Anaheim weren't that bad. He played everywhere, eh? Ottawa traded him to Carolina. He played yeah, in Detroit, wow. Dallas, Anaheim. Maybe that's it, but that's still five teams. Not Nashville, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. the Sens, and then, yeah, the Ducks. Especially for like a talented player to move around like that. So moving on with my second unit, um, I I really value strength down the middle here, and uh, that's why I've got two centermen on my third line. And uh, I took this one in my top or in the top twenty actually. So Todd White is going to be playing in the middle, Sean Van Allen, and your boy 
Grizz. You mentioned that Pajot nice. is your uh, ideal third-line centerman. I think my ideal third-line left winger is Clark MacArthur. Yeah, that's a great pick. Clarky, yeah. great. Definitely. My, my third line's a little different. I don't know how they're all going to get together. I know Magnus Arvidsson's got great speed on the left side. Brian Smolinski, more of a thinker of the game. You know, he's not going to wow you with any sort of speed, but he had a nice little wrist shot. There's a couple of playoff goals against Roman Czechmanic that stand out in my mind in that Philly series. And then Connor Brown, who I was a little surprised at. Both, both the boys seemed impressed with that pick. I, I was unsure of it, though. You know, small sample size and all, but I think Connor Brown can can add anything to any team with his hard forward checking and ability to kill penalties. And um, he's going to be killing penalties with the guy on the fourth line who I won't mention yet. But, um, yeah, so I, I like the, the ver- versatility is the word I'm looking for that he brings to the lineup. Big time. Especially a pick number 44. Yeah, that's some good value there. Um, are we on fourth lines now, boys? Yeah, fourth sure line. Are, bud. Go ahead. All right, we, got... Should we try, by the way, to sound as Canadian as possible after we got that comment on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, it just uh, flows out of me. Somebody wrote on, on uh, Twitter, at Sense Central, check it out there if you don't already. But he goes, just listen, you guys are the most Canadian-sounding boys of all time. And sorry. Okay. Sorry, but... Scotty Sabrin on. Hey, hey sorry, for, sorry for interrupting you there, Brandon. Would you like to continue <laughs> with your picks? Oh, absolutely. I'd love to. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, fourth line, Cassian. Captain Canada, Chris Kelly, and friend of the show, Andre Waugh. Yeah, we were getting on you there that you weren't really building enough of a team to, to combat the tough guys we have on our third and fourth. Yeah, and I definitely have back. a lot of uh, soft but, skill. But I think I think you went a little over the top there at the end, having the two guys. I think you need some more... What do we call it? functioning toughness? Chris I think Kelly will keep him uh, keep him in uh, under control. And no disrespect for Andre Wall, if you if you get to a shootout, you use him first, and, <laughs> and then the goalie's out for the other game. Other I was, team. I was yeah, just gonna I, say nothing like bringing toughness into the shootout. That's that's thinking ahead. I thought about putting a shootout specialist, Tom Pyatt, in there, but <laughs> uh, he didn't bring enough uh, to other parts of the game. So yeah, I like my shootout specialist of Andre Wall actually. Yeah, I commented on on one of Bardown's Instagram. They're like, you have one shooter for a shootout. You need to score against Marty Broder to save your life or something. I said, Tom Pyatt. <laughs> Unbelievable in shootouts. Oh, we should have done coaches too. Damn. Oh, oh. We'll, do a, we'll do a rapid fire at the end with a, with a coach. But yeah, we've uh, got to have someone at the helm. Harley, go ahead. Third line. Fourth, isn't it? Fourth line, yep. yeah. Fourth, fourth line. line. Fourth line. Oh, Harley's fourth line. Oh, no, he is on your fourth line. Yeah, yeah, Okay, go. Yeah. My uh, my favorite fourth line player of all time for the Ottawa Senators, potentially my favorite player of all time for the Ottawa Senators. I share a first name with him. I'd like to say I was named after him, but that's not even a little Zeno? bit true. Chris Campoli. Chris Neal, boys. I was so excited that he was able to fall to my squad. On the left side, Nicky Fliggs, Nick Felino. Obviously, I think most hockey players would uh, remember him in his time with the Jackets more than with the Senators. But yeah, those last remember. couple of years there, he was he would definitely be a, uh, a functional fourth-line winger, to say the least. Mm-hmm. And then you boys laughed a little bit when I picked this guy. But Respect. you never know when you're going to need that face-off one in your zone. And in the 55 games he played for your Ottawa Senators... Zenin Kanopka won 58.9% of the draws 
Andy could chuck him. He was a bit of an animal. Right beside Chris Neal, absolutely he was an animal, not a bit of an animal. That guy was wild. Like he had the crazy eyes when he got on the ice. Definitely. That's what you need. He was the full intimidation package. I actually love that that pick from you as, as well, Parley. Uh, my fourth line, I got Greasy too. First though, in the in the <laughs> middle again, a good faceoff guy, uh, Antoine Vermat, a guy who you can play up and down your lineup. Like Smolinski's an older guy at this time in his career. Sometimes he's going to have to skip shifts, and you can just move move Vermet up anytime you need to, up uh, up to the second line even. He can play with skilled guys too. Um, and then on the wings, yeah, uh, we all went kind of old school. Yarko Rutu on the right side for me. He was actually my last pick in the draft, but boy am I happy to have him because when you stir it up, you really need to answer the bell, and that's why Brian McGratton is on the left side. Just absolutely tossing. Good call. Yeah. I know that we we go over this sometimes, but this man had 550 penalty minutes in one season with the Binghamton Center. 556 pims. Uh, unreal, unreal, unreal. So, yeah, fourth line, I, I went with the toughness as well. Nice, nice. Um, so are we rounding out into the defenseman, goalies, press box? Where are we going next? Yeah, I think we should go D right right after, and I'll start. Um, Let's do it. I think because – no, actually, Parley should start because he had the first defenseman chosen. He already mentioned Carl. Yeah, and I'm going to go throw on a guy um, on his wing that who came on to the Senators when they were really kind of peaking in, uh, in what was – a good run for them. And uh, Sergey Gonchar is going to play on the left side with Eric Carlson. Uh, definitely throw the puck back to the point if they're out there five on five. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm a little worried in terms of maybe you could kind of put Gonchar on his heels a little bit. Oh, yeah. The, the speed between those two are uh, a little different. Yeah, definitely. I mean... It's it's good from the offensive blue line in, you know, no problem at all. But I feel like if you're up a goal or two, I don't know if those are the guys that you want playing playing every other shift. I mean, Eric Carlson can play the whole game if he wants to. See you later. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's yeah, fine. And then and Carl knows it doesn't matter who you put with him, so you can uh, you can put your press box boy with Carl, and you're probably okay there. So uh, on my right know. side. Uh, which we noticed going through this, the centers are very weak on. Um, I've got Joe Corvo playing beside the double Dion, Dion Phaneuf. And uh, bam, on the left, bam, on the, le- bam. On the uh, bottom pairing, I reunited friend of the show with the guy that he said he just stood on the point and laughed with because the guys <laughs> were just snapping them around below him. I've got friend of the show, Christoph Schubert, and on the left side, Andre Mazzaros. Yeah, that's sick. I like how, how you went with those uh, those two guys from the 07 team, Mazaros and, and Schubert there, and Corvo. Um, so half your decor was on that 07 run. I actually have um, two of the other three from uh, from the 07 run on, on my squad. Uh, or do I? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, and so do you, uh, Pilsy. So everyone from that squad um, was picked. Or you just have oh, the yeah. one. And then that's, yeah, and that's all six. So, um, no, I think all in all, you, you got a pretty solid D. I think bo- both Corvo, Fanuf, and Gonchar, maybe not the best skaters, but all in all, like Corvo's got an absolute cannon. Oh, yeah. Point. Absolute cannon. And, hey, if any of your boys up front get hurt, you know Shuby's versatile. He can get up there and bang bodies for a few shifts. 
like I said when I picked him, that's my flex spot. Yeah, smart. Perfect. All right, I'll go with mine. I had I picked the second defenseman off the board, or did I? No, yeah. you, you no. Oh you yeah, no, I got one. Yeah, true. yeah, yeah. So with the third defenseman in the draft, I was shocked. He's second on my board, Zdeno Chera, and I'm gonna throw Jason York. Bit of a throwback, but he put up points with the Ottawa Senators. I think he had four or five seasons uh, with some pretty impressive numbers and. Um, he was a part of that first wave of Senators teams that started making their presence felt in the playoffs. So I'm comfortable with them, and I have also feel like I got some depth on the back end. So I'm uh, I'm okay with putting Yorkie up there on the top pair with Big Z. Yeah, before you get into the rest of your decor there, uh, one thing that you, you've you got there with uh, York beside Big Z is kind of the same thing I got going with Gonchar beside Carlson. The When you've got a player like Eric Carlson or Big Z, they're so good that they can almost hide the blemishes that their partner uh, has in the game. So sometimes it's not like saying he's your second best defenseman yeah. or your best right shot for you and left shot for me, but he's the guy that maybe will gel best with the skills and the talents that your number one D-man has. Well, we saw that with who you have as your best player, Carlson, and that's a guy who's on my second pair, Mark Mathot, a bit of exactly. a complimentary piece, but on my squad, he's on the shutdown pair. And that's because he's playing with Volchi, the A-train, absolutely eating everything in sight. He is starving for pucks. And he also knows how to throw the hip. The little Man, keep your head up against that pairing. Jesus. Yes, sir. Especially in the open ice. Exactly. And Meth likes the hip checks, and so does Volchi. Um, Yeah, so confident with that being the shutdown pair for either of your top two lines. And then for my third pair... Two guys who could just snap it around on the power play, especially Tom pricing. And I was going to say poor pricing, but rich pricing is actually the reason why he's not a Senator because after that 07 run where he had 38 points in his only 81 games with the Sens, he's actually among defensemen. He's in the top five in plus minus and he played one season. That's pretty impressive. He's actually, uh, no, eighth, plus 40 in his one one season, plus 40 in 80 games. The guy who's just a bit ahead of him is Brian Pothier. And, you know, he ended up going to Washington and having a pretty good career, a bit in Atlanta as well. But he was good with the Sens too. And he's one of those guys that, uh, that maybe didn't get enough credit. There really was just no room for him to play any higher in the lineup. So, um, yeah, so I'm happy to have that as my third pair, right shot defenseman. So, yeah, you love to see it. Yeah, that uh, that bottom pair, that's a nice bottom pair. And, like, complimentary, too. Like, those guys, it's not like your other uh, pairs where you guys had one guy playing and then another guy who uh, kind of needs to be covered up a little. Those two play really well together. All right. I'm going, yeah, and uh, it was a struggle. Just like the, the actual Ottawa centers had a struggle choosing between these two fen- defensemen, I was deciding between Redden and Chara and... I went with Red and two picks before Chara, and the the uh, reason, like the deal sealer here, was he was so consistent, uh, consistently healthy. Like the least amount of games he played with the Senators was sixty four. All the other years, it's high seventies or eighty. So, if you need a guy, a top pair defenseman to uh, play night in, night out. Redden's your guy, and Ross, you were touting uh, how great the plus-minus for Pothier and uh, pricing was. 
Wade Redden, how about a plus 159? How does that sound for you? Sounds pre- pretty good, actually. You know, I, I can't really argue that. Is that the best in Sens history? It's got to be, yeah. Alfie, Alfie, a close second at plus 153. Yeah, so. except Chera played 400 less games than um, than Redden, almost 500, and he's only plus 50 lower. Yeah, More time yeah. to get scored on as well, though. <laughs> true, true. So I uh, I had Redden as my top guy, and then, man, I waited way too long to fill in uh, the right defenseman spots. So I don't hate this pick, but Kuba, he's uh, he's going to play with Redden. Uh, you talked about a huge slap shot from Corvo. I remember Kuba had one hell of a bomb, too. So Redden just teeing him up on the power play would be great. Uh, and then my second pair, Shabbat and... <laughs> Short sample size, but Dylan DeMello, he was a good uh, good right shot defenseman, and he, I thought he was a really good partner for Shabbat. I wish that uh, duo would have stuck around a little more. And then rounding it off, Big Rig and Boro. Phillips and Boro as the uh, the bottom bottom pair there. I love that, but it's super greasy at the same time, but I respect it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, boys, goalie-friendly show. Which one of you former goalies wants to go through their goaltenders first? Um, well, we should do whoever picked the first goalie, which I think was Pilsy. I got both goalies. I went goalie uh, quick before you guys. Um, so, short sample size, but I don't know how you pass up on the greatest goalie to ever play the game of hockey. So, Dominic Hasek, uh, he's definitely my number one pick. And then, just to keep things interesting, his backup, Ray Emery. Yeah, rest in peace, Ray Emery. But real quick, let me hop in on Dominic Hasek there as well. Um, the one thing that kept me from taking that guy was the one thing that, um, I don't know, kept him from maybe winning a Stanley Cup in Ottawa was um, wanting to play the game of hockey. So that that's a little different for me. Yeah, Domin- I'm, I'm really going to lean uh, on uh, Alfredson to have good leadership and keep these guys in check because there are a lot of questionable uh, characters in my lineup here for this team to uh, <laughs> to actually play well here. Yeah, I, I'd be worried about that as well, uh, which is why you're going to have to pick a good coach and you'll get first overall pick right now, putting you in the spot. You've got three seconds to pick your Sens head coach. DJ Smith. All right, DJ oh. Smith is the head coach of that team. I don't even know what you'd call that, that ragtag group of guys. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll all put our um, our press our press box boy uh, at the very end, but there's yeah. Pilsy's squad. D- in, DJ in- Smith's going to keep things light. He's going to keep guys motivated. They're going to want to come to the rink. That's what I'm going for there. All right. Now, uh, Parley, you go ahead and pick your coach afterwards. Uh, all right, I'm going to actually go ahead and um, I'm going to say playing between the pipes for my head coach, Brian Murray, is going to be Patty Laleem. You know, there's uh, a lot of times where we throw around, well, who is the best goalie in Ottawa Senators history? I think Patty Laleem's definitely in that conversation. And then I took Damian Rhodes as number two. Uh, bit of a, a flashback guy, but I definitely like that old school style of play that he brought to the game. So Damian Rhodes playing behind Patty Laleem for Brian Murray. Wow, that is an yeah. awesome pick for Brian Murray. I can't believe he was on the board for you. From the best head coach in Sens history to their best goalie, Craig Anderson will be my starter. Can't believe how late it, um, goalies went. I think both you and I probably didn't even look 
uh, really down that far. We're having too much fun drafting players. And then uh, I went with another short tenure, but it, boy, was it short and sweet. Ben Bishop same, seemed like nothing could get by him when he was short there. tenure, tall guy. <laughs> absolute stud in between the pipes as well big reason why the pesky sends were able to make the playoffs in 2012 and my head coach is i have too much offensive skill to go with jacques martin so i'm gonna have to go with paul mcclain because i know that he'll be able to get the boys going he'll look good behind the bench hopefully the doppelganger comes back out and supports the the squad as well remember that the guy used to sit behind the bench yeah yeah. just like him Cross, I thought you were going to go Boucher. You want uh, this lineup to play 11-7, and seven, don't you? No, no. I would have drafted 11-7 <laughs> to fit my coach uh, had that been the case. But there's our squads. You can have your say on Twitter and let us know who the best team is. And maybe we'll put it out as a poll after. But first, We've got the press boys, too. Oh, we do. Okay. So, yeah, this one is the, the uh, podcast bonus part, the press box boys so just for morale you know a guy who's not going to be in the lineup maybe he will be maybe he's an injury sub too but no no no, no, no. he is not in the lineup like it's been very <laughs> clear he's not playing okay so it's one of those situations where the sends were calling up guys to play over bodker when he was still healthy this year exactly yeah yeah that kind of situation yeah all right parley lead us off this is what you would call the uh career-long black ace and i'm gonna go with the senators first overall pick Alexander Dag. Wow. Alexandre, you mean. Uh, yeah, and partly you got to explain the, the, the reasoning behind it. Because he was a number one overall pick, and uh, I like having that swagger on the bus, you know? Yeah, no, that's a good pick because if anyone's getting into uh, you into exclusive Hollywood parties, it's the big-time Hollywood Dag uh, movie producers. So uh, he's going to get the boys some fun once they're done playing. Ross, you're up next. Oh, I just want to have the guy who orders a billionaire's cut of steak when he's at a steakhouse, and that's the son of the founder of the brick furniture, Mike Comrie. He doesn't have the Hollywood hookups because Hillary Duff told him to beat it, but (laughs) he's still got that paper, and he's going to be supplying all of it for team parties. Maybe he'll even be my owner. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, He could probably afford it. That's a a good pick. You guys went a kind of opposite way of what I went. Uh, My press box boy is going to be Curtis Lazar. Best smile in the game. It's Uh, perfect for the soft team you you already selected. (laughs) Perfect compliment. Only smile in the room when he goes over against our squads. I know. Kovalev's like ripping tape off his stick. Like, can't believe he's still doing this. He just wants to be flying around in his private plane that he's the pilot of. And we're in CCM tax. Yeah. And he's just no, like, but, I got to deal with this idiot who doesn't even play. And he's just smirking all the time. But Lazar was like, he was a big part of all those big moments. Like he always like, man, he was the mean? whipping boy for sense Twitter for so long. And he always played through it. He always was a professional with the media. He seemed like he was always a nice guy with a good attitude. And to top it off, Phillips retirement night, only guy in the Sabres out there uh, watching the rest of the team. That's a good guy move. That's the kind of guy you want uh, supporting the boys and making sure uh, uh, everyone's keeping up to Ottawa Senators' uh, standards. So the poll will be out on our Twitter, at Sens Central. You can have our say. We'll tweet out our full lineups as well. And if you're wondering what's in the bracket when you see it on Twitter, well, that's the overall pick they went in the draft. So... Wait, before we go, do you guys want to draft a president of business operations? 
Anthony LeBlanc, well, he can have it for the real sends. That's it for us. That's Brandon Piller and Chris Parliament. I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, where we've got your team every day.